Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of The Startup Diary. I'm Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. And if this is your first time listening to the show, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it truly takes to build a business. Over the last seven years, we've gone from an idea, bootstrapped the business, raised some funding from some angels, then raised some venture capital, and we've made a number of mistakes along the way, and this podcast is to help you avoid making those same mistakes. If this is your first time here, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Grease in the groove. I like that term. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> New format. Hands in. Rock, paper, scissors. Keys in a bowl. <laughs> Rock... <laughs> This has all come from Warzone. That's just like moved our like edging peeking. <laughs> oh my god! Come on, we'll never Hands get in. to Nando's Hands if this carries on. Hands in. Hey, we oh. don't go to Nando's. Nando's comes to us. <laughs> Time frame very variable. Um, rock paper scissors. Three, two, one, shoot. One, one two, two, three, shoot. Oh, all scissors. How interesting. And that means of, you lose. None of us. Because you were last. Scenes. You were last. No, doesn't work like that. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Three, two, one, shoot. Uh, it's between you two. Okay. <clears throat> Three, two, one, shoot. Same again. Paper, paper. Three, two, one, shoot. Paper, paper. <laughs> wow. We're so synergized. I know, yeah. Ready? This is great audio. <laughs> One, two, three, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> paper, paper. Uh, Who's going to give it? Go <laughs> no, no, no. Will never happen. It'll never happen. This. Stick to the rules. New, this is all saying in. New listeners of the show are like, what on earth have I been recommended? Someone, in, someone who I trusted in business has sent me this link to listen to this podcast, and they're like, what on earth am I tuning into? We, we have, we bridges have, have been burned. <laughs> <laughs> we have, why do we have such a track record of doing some off the cuff games? that go on for 40 minutes. You mean like Jenga <laughs> on a live stream? I didn't go to plan. Uh, Guys, finish your game. Let's go. One, two, three, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so it goes Harry, Sam, me. And if people are thinking what those So why is about, the loser going first? Guys, we're not getting into this. Um, this is how it goes on longer because we ask this stuff. Uh, we're all Because we're all doing different stuff, we thought we'd all just bring a topic relevant to what we're working on. And just having a hangout, a few mates, talk about what's going on in our professional world. H, over to you. It's just a short one from me, guys. Uh, not a lot's going on in my life right now. Um, um, so so what, what are we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by an email. Um, biggest challenge I'm facing right now. Um I would say the biggest challenge that I'm facing right now, guys, is that you can help with is... Um... <laughs> I love the caveat. <laughs> that was trying to keep it professional and not therapy at that point, by the way. Did you know this? Because I got a few different things going on, you know. I'm obviously the Pad Thai guy, as, we, as we all know. Obviously. Google me. <laughs> Top result. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you honestly have you ever done that? I honestly haven't done that. Sam, Google it. Um, I think for me, uh, there's a whole content thing that uh, is uh, a lot going on at five o'clock, guys. Uh, the content thing for me is something I can just figure out myself. I think the, I would say the monetization 
is a question. I don't necessarily have a direct challenge based around that. It was more just like, because of everything that's gone on, this whole thing started one way, and it was just like, I'm just going to start this thing and see where it goes. Do you want to give the... The, the millions of listeners an update of what the pad thai guy is <laughs> because people have literally tuned in and gone i thought the company they ran was expert trades <laughs> like, like, i'm listening to paper scissors rock and the pad thai guy um yeah for anyone that doesn't know um <laughs> you can find me on facebook uh, basically it was something that started during lockdown two i've heard of a pivot the, uh, but that takes the piss <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I was just like, you know what, I'm going to learn something. And uh, I basically learned, uh, still learning, hey, life's a journey. Still learning to make uh, the best pad thai in the East Midlands, maybe the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I did a few. So so here's the thing, and uh, let's not get onto that, actually. But like, frustrating thing with Facebook, I've noticed, is ever since I made the page, hmm. it feels like it's just become such a ball ache because facebook obviously goes oh you're a business you've got a page you've got a boost you've got to pay whatever for anyone to yeah, see anything yeah. so that's kind of really just a, a shit discovery otherwise i would have just fucking stuck on my own personal account the whole yeah. time which is how it started which was fine um so it's just there's a whole effort effort level there that i can't be bothered with right now um where was I going with that? But yeah, so I learned to make pad thai and it was just a case of let's just see how it goes and see if I can make some money out of it was the question. Um, and I think the journey so far has just been like enjoying the process. But I, the question I'm bringing to you guys uh, that I've not really thought about too much myself recently, um, but seeing as we uh, threw each other under the bus today, <laughs> uh, is uh, questions around monetization, guys. Any thoughts and ideas? Um, obviously, at the moment, it's all straight up content. Um, I'm going to tweak it. So I'm not going to be like every Friday because otherwise you're just watching me make dinner every time. But I'm going to put more effort into a monthly stream so it's different pieces of content that can then sit in you probably youtube because it's a lot easier to target stuff mm. um but for example um how to make a pad thai from tesco as a simple example right. but like different things okay, like that maybe yeah. ve maybe vegetarian maybe vegan if that's possible don't know what you do instead of fish sauce ketchup um but yeah so it's like where do you think are opportunities um obviously a food stall uh, but beyond that, where do you think, if anything, there is opportunities for monetization? Do you want to put this up on me? Because I feel like I'm going to throw a question at him and he's going to go, why did I go? I wasn't ready for that question. <laughs> um, so, well, there's a few like obvious ones, really, which is selling pad thai, right? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that just a second ago with like a food yeah, truck exactly. or something. And that's kind of where the idea came from originally for you, right? Because yeah. you were like, well, it'd be cool to kind of have like a food stall, like a festival, et cetera, et cetera, which is, I still think is probably the best mm -hmm. route to monetization. And he has meaningful. knowledge there because... Yeah, connections and things like that. Connections in the festival space and like family members doing food stalls. Like, oh, right, okay. He knows that world as well. Oh, so, that's yeah, that, so that was why it was like, well, this is... this would have been a no-brainer um you know before the global pandemic right right yeah um, I, I feel like that's still still the the best route to mon monetization regarding the pad side guy 
Um, and it's sort of like as if everything he's doing now is like just personal brand building. So when yeah, you rock, yeah, when you exactly. rock up somewhere, someone goes, "Oh my god, yeah, I've seen you on Facebook." Yeah, yeah so, so the, all, like like the con- <coughs> sorry to interrupt. Uh, so like all the content. <laughs> so all the content that you're doing is is kind of like the precursor for mm-hmm. the store. Like I wouldn't th- I wouldn't worry too much about trying to monetize it right now. I would just I would focus my attention on building a little bit of a following. So that you know you can get like followers on Twitter and you can get followers on Instagram and I think it's pure work. Instagram though for this yeah I and then and then when the you place. show up you know you've got your board with your Instagram handle and stuff on there and you can do like little snap pieces of content here and there rather than the forty minute streams and stuff every mm-hmm. Friday you can do little bits um, to try and build what, a following. One, one thing with the visual aspect though, by the way, is <laughs> bad tie looks very similar. Most of the time, right. so it's like every time you, if you take a picture of a pad thai, every time, even if it's like this has been made with completely different ingredients. <laughs> yeah, if, but there's a whole the thing around it, though, the isn't there? So it's like you know, you could you picture could get the into get, get into the different ingredients. You could get into the different cooking utensils. You could get into the different selfie at Tesco. This is the Tesco one. This mm-hmm. is the Mark's one. This is a Sainsbury's one. You could talk about the history of pad thai, where it came Ooh, from, like all this kind of pad stuff. Thai guy, sign me you up. know what I'm saying? Like I there, sucked at history. There's a lot of like <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, no, around like it, which yeah, yeah. could like be little bite-sized bits of content. You could make fun as well, because you're awesome at being in front of the camera. So, mm-hmm. um, so the question here is more about content strategy right now. Then that's what we're. I, yeah, I, I don't well, think there no. is a quick way to monetization unless you. Yeah, no, no, I, I think to to your point is sort of like enjoy the content and the brand building and like the subs you've got at the moment is more of a just a payment for your learning and process mm-hmm, right and all of that then leads into having a really fun side job of like cool when a food festival's on or a food stand's on or something like that that's when like pad thai guy comes alive and makes real money and all around that it's just brand building content and building a bit of a community and a following and I just I'd probably set in that expectation level of like, let's not worry about money now. Let's get paid for the food that I serve up now. But let's just enjoy the content. I think the key takeaway for anyone listening there is if like you're doing something, don't just think about the photo of the pad thai. What's everything that goes around what you do? Right, exactly. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like like John in our community, like he's the Tesla guy, basically. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not just about the car. It's about a lot more than just the car. And yeah. everything you can do around that. <clears throat> yeah, to, to that point... Uh, from my perspective, obviously, I'm the I'm focusing on the end result. Um, mm. So, like the the ingredients to me are like, yeah, they're they're the pieces that make the puzzle. But to me, the puzzle is like the 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 making of the pad thai, but not the ingredients. But yeah, yeah, even to the <clears> point, <throat> it's like, oh well, you know, all these different types of peanuts that you can buy. Mm-hmm. You know, these mm-hmm. ones work better. Don't go with these ones because they got salt on them and they tend to mush. Don't go with the, you know, go with these ones. They tend to be better roasted. Or you know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if people are really into like pad time what you're doing about they care about that kind of stuff I, I also think that some of the stuff that i've seen at food stands that do really well are where i guess my challenge is between now and your first food stand which could be this summer could be great right things could pick up it would be actually what are the crazy concoctions that you have come up with that you actually know taste great that is on a menu and someone would go i want to try that because so i think about like the burger place i go to and i'm like that sounds interesting. Do you know some of the stuff that stands out that's not just mm. like normal recipe stuff? So maybe in your monthly content, it's trying some weird ingredient in and then sampling it yourself and you've got an Instagram reaction of like how that was and what went into it. And do you know what I mean? Like just having some fun and having some staple things that you own. 
Ooh, yeah, to. be careful with that. You don't want to upset any of the purists out there. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, right? Because the throwing a bit the, of uh, burger in your pad thai. The, the classic, the classic pad thai is quite kind of. It, it's like super basic, right? Obviously, when you look, but if you Google how to make it, there's there's a thousand and one ways to make it. Mm. It's, but it fundamentally, is the same. Um, but I guess it's just finding that. It's figuring out how you can tweak it and, like you say, have versions of it. Because obviously you can tweak the ingredients and have chicken, prawn, whatever. Mm, yeah. Um, but it's it's how you make it more exciting yeah. than just, it's a prawn pad thai. But do you need to make it more exciting? <laughs> I, I think, think that's I, a decision I, that you need well, to no, make, that was, right? So I, that, you that, I you do. That was my goal is to just to make learn how to make a, a great tasting pad thai. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should always be on the menu. But if I want like king prawn with peanut butter pad thai like do you know what I mean it's oh, like if, if he's rated that on Insta and it's like actually at this food festival the one dish that we're doing as a one day special is this why don't you try it he needs some but then you, some then, pad taliano it's made with <laughs> there like there we go pasta <laughs> Fuck it's made of like pasta strips <laughs> instead of noodles it's we're, more like a lasagna we're, get, we're getting somewhere we're getting somewhere yeah Something to play around with that is just because then that because then to Sam's point it's like at what point is it no longer a pad thai right right and, it, and, and then and, the and brand no, is no, completely fucked. At the end of the day, you can do what you want, right? But it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. your decision. Like, you've got to decide whether, well, I'm going to be a Pad Thai purist and this is the way that we make Pad Thai and this is this is because of the history and people will buy into that because mm-hmm. they like the authenticity of it or whether you want to go off co- off piste. And- yeah. It sounds like you've got more of a purist and more of a gimmick guy here. You can what? serve either one of us. Yeah. So I yeah, guess so, you just so, got to choose which one you do. So when we went to Annie's Burger Shack in Nottingham, this guy turns up and <laughs> orders a burger with peanut butter all over it. I'm like, oh, come on, man. It's delicious. <laughs> I've had one. Oh, have the, you? The, okay. The, so I, not, from, <laughs> not, not, from Annie, not from Annie's, but I've had, we've, we, what's the, what's that place in Birmingham? The Botana Club. No, it was just the the chain that's on the not chain, but it's the it's like Byron. Burger Co Burger Co Burger Company handmade oh, handmade, handmade Burger Company, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they did like yeah, a yeah. peanut butter and jelly one, which was like sweet. Let's see what that tastes like. It was rubbish because there's not enough peanut butter on it. But that's what I'm saying is whatever you decide to do, <clears throat> if you stand behind it, cool. That's your mm. brand, right? Right. You yeah. own it. Mm. Happy. Yeah, I think yeah. that's cool. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> buzzing, guys. I think out of all of that last ten minutes, the most thing you're happy about is that push notification appeared on Sam's phone at the right time because <laughs> you seem to just calm down a little bit since that went out. What's going on in the world of ET? Just yeah, just uh, it's been a long day uh, setting scheduled links and yeah, <laughs> me and Danny. Um, feel like we've done a lot for we feel like we've done a lot of work for a very small number of things <laughs> okay it's all worth it uh not to, not a lot, to recap a lot, this morning, a lot of setting it up but there's a lot of setup. Lo- loads of good progress a lot of setup. maybe we can get Danny on the mics in the future and have a tool talk show because i think there's loads of learnings in that mm. which would be could, could be cool for people to tune into wilcox try back to what's going yeah. on um well, you know, we've been talking about this today, mm-hmm. some in terms of what's going on with me and the business, but for the listeners, I suppose, what I'm trying to do is come up with a little bit of a longer term vision and plan for where I want the business to be in kind of like three years time. So over the course of last year, we had a little bit of a dip, obviously, when the pandemic came around and then kind of bounced back after that. I think what what I do Tribecto is is well positioned for mm-hmm. 
you know, bouncing back after a pandemic, especially with people trying to get more online and digitize more, more of what they do in terms of their sales and marketing stuff. So that's all good. And last year I made a conscious effort to move to a more processed and productized service. And we kind of did pretty well with it. It kind of got like, like to a like 0.5 version of where I wanted to be. Um, but the problem is, and anybody that runs a service-based business out there will know, or, you know, sells their expertise, right, as, as a service, is if you want to deliver a specific type of service to a very specific type of person, um, which is kind of the goal in terms of productizing the service, you've still got clients, as you're making that transition, you've still got clients coming to you and asking you for mm-hmm. stuff that you used to do or custom stuff. And, you know, it's hard to turn those projects down because you, you want the cash flow. So trying to get away from that and be really strict with that this year. So... um. Yeah, trying to. You've been helping me a little bit put together a bit of a business model in terms of what does the business actually need to look like financially? What are price points? What do we do? How much time is involved? Specking everything out so that we know, okay, well, this actually looks like a good business to try and aim mm-hmm. towards. And then kind of cracking on with that over the course of the next year to, to two years, well, the year to three years, really. So I'm, I'm at the beginning of that tran- like real transition now that I'm going to have to commit to. So we started turning away a lot of clients already. I think people listen to this right now. I, I just to click into that. Sure. Pandemic, people thinking cash flow, grab every bit of business they can. Yeah. How are you finding? I don't potentially even go as far as say the word courage and kind of like stick to the plan. Is how are you finding the courage to turn work down when you might not know where the next pro- productized project is coming from? Well. It's a risk, right? It's a it's a gamble. It's a bet that you've got to play. What's the logic behind that that risk you're taking? Why? Yeah, because in three years' time, the business needs to not be so reliant on me, mm. and right now it is. So, with every custom project or with every project that we take on that isn't part of this new productized model that we want to move towards. The, the, we're not going in the direction that I want the business to go in because it's reliant on me with all these new projects. So the reason behind it is because, yeah, it needs to be, in, I want to be able to be in a position in three years time where I can say, all right, well, this is how all of this works. Hand it over to a COO or, you know, a MD and they manage the business with a, you know, resourced team. Mm. So that's where I need to get to so that I can focus on doing other stuff. I'll still I'll still be involved in the business. I'm not going to sell the business or anything like that. Um, but my time that's needed to run the business and, you know, I especially need to be out of client delivery stuff, which there might be some resistance to, mm-hmm. right? But, um, you know, it's got to be done over time. So it's going to be a bit of a long road towards it and it's going to be an interesting one. Um, but that's the logic behind why I want to do it because it's... At the minute, it feels like I've got a very well-paid job okay. for lots of different people. Uh, you know, and I have a small team of people that help me, but essentially, the business relies a lot on me. Mm-hmm. So, it, so I need to get to a point where I actually we're running a proper business, being honest about it, rather than you know just me having a bunch of different jobs for different companies. No, no, make, makes sense. You know I, I mean, like as someone that's done kind of consultancy in the past, like yeah, as someone yeah. who's been a consultant, like you actually end up having twenty bosses, right, right, <laughs> uh, yeah. th- throughout the month, and that's just part of the process. You know, many people go through this journey. So I'm, I'm at the, I'd say like two years ago, I was at the beginning of like 
come out of being a freelancer, let's say, into more of like a consultant model that has mm-hmm. like contractors and specialists around me that, that help me deliver projects. And I'm, I was doing less of the kind of smaller tasks, the lower value tasks, all that kind of stuff is um, for, with the team that I've got now. And now I'm coming towards the end of this consultant road and I'm trying to make that transition of into well into you know business owner right what's like um, the biggest pain point you've foreseen in like the next three months that you've got to overcome marketing and sales so um it's a process right so there's a there's a pipeline that's got to be generated mm-hmm. pipeline of business has got to be generated and that doesn't happen overnight especially with the type of work that i do because a lot of people that that the, the 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 service that we offer moving forward a lot of people don't realize that they need that solution mm-hmm. they feel the pain of the problem but they don't realize what the solution is and so they don't really know what they're looking for so it's a lot of content and awareness building around like here's here's the issues i think right? we watched the uh, i think you actually shared this piece of content with me about sciatica in terms of like people know they've got back pain right they, they can feel the pain and if you go hey have you got back pain they go they listen but if you go hey have you got sciatica they go no right because right. they don't know it's called sciatica so you actually have to tell them like hey are you are you struggling to automate your leads and convert your sales process like yeah yeah, yeah. that's exactly. i guess that's the content journey that you're on at the moment yeah exactly yeah so it's gonna take like six to twelve months i think that's the bet anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll reevaluate in a year's time, see where we're at. But are you going to reevaluate in a year's time or you got to reevaluate sooner? Do you know if you don't convert? I'm trying to play devil's advocate a little yeah, bit sure, just yeah. for a bit of fun. Um, if all of a sudden the leads don't come in, but you're offered some really well paid retainer custom work, how are you going to play that off inside your head? What are you going to do? Yeah, it's a tough question, right? Because then I end up in the situation that I was at the end of last year. So. I suppose it depends like how squeaky bum time it is with yeah, terms yeah. of the business finances. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You know yeah, we've I mean? all got bills to pay. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not like we can. I can just go, right, I'm all in. Like, yeah, yeah. this is all or nothing. Um, I believe that it's the right way to go and I can see the value in what we do. And I think what we, what we offer, everything that we offer for the price that we offer it is really, really good value. Um, and if we can find the right people and attract the right type of customer... The value is there for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's just a case of sticking it out for the course of the next, okay, let's say, let's call it six months, right? And then reevaluate at that point in time. Um, if, you know, if some like big work comes along and we need to take it, then obviously we'll take it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I'm hoping that it will, we'll get into more of a flow with the content journey that we're going to be going on over the course of the next couple of months. I, uh, I can't remember where I listened to it. I listened to a cool podcast, which was, it was either, I think it was talking about the Netflix journey. Um, and it was, they'd make big bets every year. Big, big bets every year. Yeah. But they would never have risk of ruin. So they'd bet as much as they could and know that if the worst case happens, they are still just about in business. So it's a, it kind of felt like that's where yeah, you're at. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, it's not a, all right, we've got no customers now. We've got no clients it's this is it guys yeah, yeah. you know t-shirts <laughs> off run into the wind let's go you know it, it's not it's not that type of mission um you know we've still got some client retainers that we that we'll deal with and we've worked with a couple of clients for years now mm-hmm. so uh, we're kind of ingrained in their business and and 
they will make sure that the bills are paid. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. While we try and make this transition. It's, it's weirdly, I didn't even connect the dots here, but we kind of went on a similar journey actually with expert trades and we're on the same similar thing where we're trying to move away from heavy retainer activity. So a lot of our work in the past yeah. three, four years has been retainer activity. Like and it's been fun. Pays well, fun jobs, but takes up a hell of a lot of time and right. effort and energy. So I think it's actually from a listener's perspective, it, there's there's some value here because if I think about those different phases that I've been to to get where I am right now, mm-hmm. back back to where um, when I was actually working, my, my last job, right? So I was working at a marketing agency in my last job. And, you know, on the evenings and weekends, I was doing a side hustle and trying to get Tribecto going. So you devalue the risk, right? Because, well, it's less risk because mm-hmm. you're still getting the salary and then you're trying to build mm-hmm. this up on the side. So it gets to a tipping point that you can make the full switch. So then you go, then I went into like freelancer mode where you're just kind of taking any kind of projects that you can and you don't really have any kind of pricing structure figured out. And then you, you get that going a little bit and then you're like, well, I need some more you know steady income. So then I started to switch to you know retainer models, but I wasn't turning away work if it wasn't a retainer model fit, right? So I was still keeping the, the risk low, taking on work and grabbing the retainers where I could. When I had enough retainers, then we make the switch over to retainers, right? And then into the more of this consulting model. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we built up a load of retainers. And then from there into like bigger projects, made the transition over to bigger projects. But there's always that like gap in between, right? Where you kind of, it's less risk making the move because you've still got the existing yeah, stuff 100%. in play. Yeah, so I would always recommend that for anybody that's like starting a business or is making a transition from one type of business into the next phase of their kind of like business life, let's mm-hmm. say. Um, I would always try and figure out like how you can try and build that in. Definitely ways to de-risk it. And I hope my, uh, my old employer never listens to this. But when I was building... The very first version of what was I need an expert that was the first thing we were branded as yeah. um, it was it's funny actually because I was speaking to the guys today over at Keylight um, and I remember he was talking to me about uh, some of the problems he has with like getting pulled through in certain areas and, and the training of the staff and what I used to do is rather than trying to sell to trades people as they walk through the door I would go behind the counter train the counter staff and these merchants so they did all the selling for me mm. so I literally did six months <laughs> no miles in the van did nothing I just worked at home basically building my side business I need an expert at that point in time um, but that was my version of like de-risking it and I'd say we had a plan pre-COVID to productize our services um, because we really didn't want to build a bespoke agency in the construction industry but yeah just blowing our own trumpet here, specifically harry's like we do really good work and that wins more work and it became really hard to turn down work right and we're kind of in a similar boat as you literally right now actually which is we still got some retained clients but we specifically chose those clients because they pay well they give us the flexibility to do our best work we enjoy working with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we've removed the headache clients from from that equation, and that's like key as well, right? Yeah. So, in in that first phase, when you kind of doing your own thing, you start doing your own thing. You might have you don't get to where you don't you don't see the success <laughs> without going through that phase yeah, of yeah. having all the headache clients because that, that's just how you learn, you know. And it's, it's a real nice milestone when you can go to certain clients and say, "Hey, I've really enjoyed working with you. Our business is going this direction." it's no longer a fit for what you want and what right. we want and having that polite breakup. Yeah, yeah. And then when you walk out, you're like, yeah, mate, I'm get rid of the bottom 20%. Here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've uh, got to do it. You've got to go through that. I think. Yeah, you got to. So anything else, mate? 
no, that's kind of it for me. I mean, I suppose I didn't really ask. I'm just explaining what what was going on, really. What's the question? Do you have, do you have a specific question? Um, I don't. I went think into so. interview mode with you. You I was did, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. yeah it, was, it was interesting. Yeah. So I, hopefully, I, I, it was I, useful I, for people. I didn't really have any specific question. I suppose it's just to kind of let everybody know, like this is what's going on, and these are the things I would think about if anybody that's in a similar position or a similar transition phase of their career or business life. Like it. Um, I guess from my side, mine's a simple one. Um, we've we got um, some some new highs in the business and quite a few right uh four yeah yeah so we got we got a new guy that just started a guy called danny welch who's our product data controller boring <laughs> <laughs> product data Party. controller yeah no he's uh he's he's come in and absolute perfect fit for the role he's just like you you've, you've spoke yeah to he's, he's, he's a sound guy really he's not the sort of person you would probably put in this sort of role <laughs> really because he's got imagining the he's, idea of a product yeah yeah he's this guy's i think tarry's words is this guy's pretty fun he's got a bit yeah, of personality the, 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 ro- the role is like oh yeah, yeah. but <laughs> spreadsheet or like he just lives in spreadsheets all day so we got that and then we've got three other roles which is um brand director but uh that's gonna end up being called partnerships director um i guess just a bit of context for for the listeners um, there's sort of like three parts of the business, so how we defined it. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're bringing in a director to look after each part. So I had a big learning curve last year when Sam Marsden joined the company as our commercial director, seeing what can happen when you just hire someone and give them full accountability on something and just really just, one, hold them to the fire, but then get out the way and let them do it. We went from having no e-commerce solution to having an e-commerce solution mm-hmm. plugged into a national merchant um, within like three months with 2,000 products. And then two months later, we've now got 20,000 products online. Like, insane. It's crazy. Uh, uh, and it's great. And it's been <laughs> it is a, absolute bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's, yeah. it's been a forcing factor of what's gone on in the world and the collaboration of the team. And it's been amazing to see. It's been such a cool project to work on, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just how, just seeing the team work in a new way together, yeah. it's just been really fun for me. It's, I think it's taken everyone's thinking to a new level. And that's been fun for everyone because yeah. we found exciting challenges to work on together, which has been cool. So many. So many, <laughs> and, and uh, I guess from the learning from that is it sort of made me re-engineer the uh, the structure in the business. So we, at the moment, I sort of like stopped selling advertising, stopped selling all this, and sort of working on some commercial stuff and some community stuff, and it's a little bit haphazard. Uh, and to be honest, what really happened is um, <laughs> it's weird sharing this on the mics, but I'm going to. A retainer came up for renewal at the end of December, which was a meaningful contract to us, like meaningful, like 10% revenue sort of thing, 8% revenue. And um, I only noticed that because I was cleaning Monday boards that it was up for renewal. And I was like, holy shit, I need to go and reach out to the brand. I need to renegotiate next year's contract. I need to get the PO. And, and I know they work on the calendar year. Like if I don't get this in by December there's going to be no budget because they literally spend it all before the January the 1st and that's how they, they operate their budget. Right. And I'm like, and it was like a moment for me, I'm like, holy shit, like that is a big chunk of revenue that no one is paying attention to the business. So yes, I gave myself a slap on the wrist for it, but I was like, I kind of told myself the story that there's no brand revenue out there, but there's loads of brand revenue out there. It's just not, we're not mm. paying attention to it. Yeah. So split the business up into these three areas which is community director brand director commercial director commercial director is sam um got a, 
guy. Hopefully. Not me, not me. No, not you, not you. Uh, <laughs> but we've got a position for you, Sam. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work. Work on this, mate. That's oh, why is, asking, this, is, is this why we're on the mic? So you publicly work on me. Too. I know, I'm, they already know I'm publicly working on you. At least I now know that you've got six months to get your lead gen engine. Otherwise, you are open to other <laughs> suggestions. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was probing for. Um, so we've got a brand. We've got a brand guy coming in, and that kind of came from. I guess the piece of work that the board maybe do is write the descriptions, but also write where you'd find these people. And I wrote a very detailed description for this brand director. And then I put it into one person's inbox and that conversation has progressed. So we're on second stage there. Here's my question. Um, I need, we, we're, we're there's, lo- there's so much context that you could give around all this stuff, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been really ages difficult for a listener, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we can, Maybe we, can, we should do that next time. Like, if you could just give, like, an update in terms of, like, where everything's at with stuff. I think that would be really useful for people. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, there's, yeah there's so much that's changed in... <laughs> even between shows. <laughs> yeah. When it's one a month, a lot can happen. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I guess my question is right now is... Um, I'm trying to find a uh, kind of half raised it with you earlier. I'm trying to find a community manager and I don't want to just um, post it out onto job boards. Cause I think I had so I've had such a good level of engagement with this targeted approach of actually there's, here's the sort of person I want for the brand director. Here's where they hang out. Here's their previous job description. Here's the sort of companies I've worked at before and then started to reach out to people. And it's because I know that world. Yeah. And I was trying to work out, like, how do I do that process again for a community manager? Because I don't really know where these people hang out. So that's my open... <laughs> open I said it was a small one, didn't I? <laughs> that's like my, my challenge for the day, and whether we tackle it and get a solution or whether we do something and then report back on it in the future. I'm trying to work out how I how I more strategically get in front of the right people we're trying to hire. Maybe not necessarily just about the community manager, but that'd be a pretty helpful one for me now. I think there's a bigger piece here, which is there's recruitment consultants, there's job posting boards. And I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I actually want to and go then and like, fi- find so, the right people. Yeah, and then there's social media and then there's like... Headhunting. Yeah, headhunting. It's kind of like that. I'm kind of like, doing that link, myself LinkedIn is a good place for headhunting. I know I mentioned this to you earlier, but I was more talking around like, oh, you know, you can look for people that are posting on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. are kind of like trying to engage in their own community or their their brand's community already. You could just literally type in brand manager into LinkedIn and go looking at people, right? So that's one way. Or you could read out the role on this podcast and see who's listening. Who knows? We may have a we may have a brand new community <laughs> manager listening <laughs> right well, now. Well, you can be let me just do that then because I was overwhelmed with the amount of people that stuck their hand up for coaching. Um, some people might be thinking, mate, I'm going, I'm going with Let's this. go. I'm Give me the pitch. Let's some go. people might be thinking, what on earth is a community manager? So, in short, we're looking for someone that can be based anywhere in the UK. So, what was, you, you, you want to say something, Sam? No, no. Go, okay, go. cool. He's, uh, he's just making a mental note of his own application. <laughs> anywhere check. in the UK? Check. 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 There you go. Um, so, community manager is someone that really translates what's going on in the business to the community but also it feeds back in what's going in within our customer or within our customer group of tradespeople what they care about what they like what they dislike what's going on in their world and helping us have meaningful relevant conversations across all of our channels in short the probably the best way to summarize this is i want someone to make the members of expert trades feel like they're part of something special 
They might come in for an office package, website package, verify, tool talk, or just to hang out because being a tradesperson is really lonely. I want someone to bring people into the community and say, hey, this is a really cool place. Why are you here? Let me help you out. Uh, what's going on? And have some fun with these guys. So like, they've got to be a product expert in terms of everything that we offer and why and all no, that kind no, of no, stuff? No, no, definitely not. No, no. no? Like, they need to know high level, hey, we've got an app that helps make admin easy. And they go, oh, if that's, that's interesting, I'll head, I'll send you the info to our head of office package and he'll be in touch. Right. I don't want this person being prof- like proficient in terms of any technical level of what we do. I just want them to hang out. They just out. need to know how to have the conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, want them, I want them to be able to communicate what we do effectively. Um, but most importantly tradespeople are the most social creatures in the world like in any industry we are a social industry okay what nothing what you keep, just, you keep like, yeah i know but every time that i think about something and i make a facial expression you can't just stop the podcast stop and go, looking what? at him samuel you face the wall i know bloody hell <laughs> it's because i like i can't i tune into if I, people if, I, if i'll say so i'll say something if i'm gonna say something yeah, cool. sam of all people will interrupt when he's got something to say <laughs> okay I feel, you know this he'll apologize but he'll still do it <laughs> and i guess one, at least i'm polite about it yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know whether this person needs to be... I actually don't think they should be from a trade background. Might be a benefit, might be a nice-to-have thing. But I don't know where to look for these people. That's the problem. Mm. And it's one of those jobs that everyone says they can do. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, sorry. Like, like social always... media management. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I've been on Facebook for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm to use Buffer. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, who's yeah, sweet, yeah. professional. Like, this is a really hard job for me because... I guess to share as well, the progression plan for this role is I'm taking the community director's role for the next 12 months. That's my job, CEO slash community director. This community manager will progress into the community director's role. So there's a really strong progression plan within 12 months. I just don't know where to find this person. I was still pitching them a little bit, Sam. Could you tell? There might be someone in this audience. Must, must be outgoing, uh, available. <laughs> but like I said, everyone... Sounds like there's great progression in this role. <laughs> but everyone says they can do it. That's What's the, the compensation Flexible package? hours. <laughs> We can talk, Sam. I know you. <laughs> I know the inner workings of your business. I'm like, okay, I can make him an offer now. <laughs> That's true. So, any any suggestions, feedback, or is this something we put a pin in and then we work out? Or have I just asked the audience the question? I said, think you've asked the audience. Mm-hmm. Any any uh, answers? Where do they email H? That is a fantastic question. They can email us directly now. Because one hundred percent. We've just let's let's cut out the middleman email. Do you want your email again? Yeah, let's go. Adam at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Back is the to best. that bad boy. Is the best Ooh. place. Adam at experttrades.com, guys. Uh, inbox is open. Uh, inbox ding, ding, is ding, 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 ding. But on a serious note, guys, if you listen to this and it, it could be interesting to you, please reach out. Um, largely because you, if you listen to this, you know what we're about as a company mm. and you sort of know how we roll and who you'd be working for and bits like that that'd be fun or if you just know someone that I think uh, I'm really interested in introductions compared to recruiters um, so if you know someone that could be a fit that would be really helpful as well um, I love the fact we're going back to the personal emails and one thing I want I kind of want to get to 200 reviews it's really pissing me off like we're on, we've been hovering around 180 something reviews in, in iOS for ages I want to get to 200 reviews so guys if you listen to this What's up, Sam? You ain't left a review yet. No, just just before we get to that, though, I was just thinking, is could you not go, go directly to people that are well-connected in your network and say, do you know anybody that would... Or is that a bit... You're not really into doing that kind of thing. 
Oh, listen, just to set the scene, I am I have no problem asking for favors this year. This year is about like using some of my checks that I've got in my You've bank. got plenty of people that you could just drop a quick message to and say, look, this is what we need. Well, I've, Do I've done know? it to one guy, and I don't know if you still listen to this, but Simon Jenner is very well connected in Birmingham, mm-hmm. so he, he mm-hmm. kind of knows this scene. So he's he's on the look for me at the moment. Right. Um, I guess to your point you mentioned earlier, I don't hang out in enough... Com- in a perfect world, I'd like to kind of be part of a community and go, this is run really well. I'll just take the person that runs this. Yeah. Like, but the problem with the communities, which is a double-edged sword, it's, re- it's a benefit, is they're often in there and they're so good at their job because they really care about it. They really yeah. care about the business and the brand. And I want there's a loyalty like, there. I want someone like it. that for expert trade. So it's really it's like such a hard position. Salespeople, easy. Transactional people, cool. Pay them well. Yeah. Get commit. Like, you know what I mean? Like here's more money. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they'll knock on more doors for more money. Simple. Mm. Um, so a challenge for me, uh, and maybe just putting it on the mics was an interesting one, but we'll have a, if you guys are open to it, let's have like a round table on all things expert trades next week or the week after. Yeah, I think that would be good. lots of things So going much on. stuff's been going on, eh? It's been cool. And for those of you that don't know, Sam knows all the stuff that's going on because he's... <laughs> One, he comes to the office, but two, yeah, yeah. he's on payroll. Clear, I don't, I don't work for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trader, yeah. Sam, uh, Sam supports um, our task force uh, with ToolTalk, um, so uh, he, we're a client of Tribecto. Um, yeah, you are, aren't you? We are a client of Tribecto. Yeah, and we're a happy client of Tribecto. A mini boss with very bespoke work <laughs> <laughs> and special needs. He's gonna have that conversation with me. He's like, our business is going one way. It doesn't suit anymore. Yeah, yeah. You've been a great client. He's You're the bottom twenty percent. the bottom twenty percent. But about that community manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, this has been fun to get back on the mics. But I really think it's time we order a Nando's. On that note, anything H? No, Nando's. Two hundred reviews, guys. Um, we're gonna get back into reading reviews out. So please, shameless plug, whatever you're working on, put it into the review. We're gonna read them out. Um, we'll potentially read at least three out every show, maybe one at the front, a couple at the back. Um, guys, leave your reviews. What's up, Harry? Nothing. I can't help but call people out on facial. What is that about me? You're going to have to get used to that if there's three of us. Because yeah, yeah. me and him give each other a little cheeky wink every now and then <laughs> when you hey, say a little you something. You don't a little both bit get to paper five times in a row for no reason. Wow. Yeah. All right. It's, uh, it's me and these two boys that are clearly in sync. <laughs> Uh, and on that note let's go order a Nando's speak to you soon guys problem with the clubhouse thing I'm actually going to have to mute it aren't I because other people can chime in I feel like a granddad on this platform. That's what all the kids are talking about. So I've hit, okay, hit start room, open. What's the difference between open and social? So open is anyone can see it and social is only people that I follow. So open room, add a topic. (laughs) This is where it gets difficult. What is this show about? Um, Startup diary. It's the highs, the lows and all the lows. Startup diary podcast. I'm setting up a clubhouse room. (laughs) Startup diary podcast. Uh, Clubhouse. I don't really know to be honest. Trial. I think so. You. All right. Um, set Hello. topic done. Hello. Hello. Testing. Let's go. Coming in a little soft. Would it, it would like to access Coming my microphone. I'm muting this. Okay. Please. Just so we don't get any feedback. We're good. I think we've got. A cl- I think we've got a clubhouse room live.
so I try and join it. <laughs> Very meta. Harry, you can on Clubhouse? You, you, I don't even know what it is. This is where this is where Sam said it, it's like a group chat, but with random people. I'm like, brilliant. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, do you want to invite? Absolutely not. <laughs> I actually think he didn't even like answer me after that. I was like, oh, is this like a? Is it like basically something that already exists? And he just ghosted me. <laughs> I think he just gathered like, Ari, you're a waste of time. <laughs> I was like, he's not interested in this at all. I think the first thing that came out of your mouth actually was when I mentioned it was like, this sounds like chat roulette. <laughs> yeah, the way you explain it, it's just chat roulette, right? Um, no. It's chat roulette, no, 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 it's not, no, it's no not visual. Random. It's not You don't just hook up with some random person. Well, it, um, <laughs> it's more of an orgy. There's it's, multiple it's, people. <laughs> it's choosing it... From a random list, though, right? No, no. Like chat roulette's putting you in something at random. Uh, You're a, you would just pick something can you, from you, random. Can you ping me now? Uh, I could ping you, but I'm ending it, guys, because it keeps coming on and off. Because I've got poor signal in here. So failed experiment. <coughs> Back to the show. <laughs> Maybe I'll get the Wi-Fi sorted in here actually, because it could be quite cool to just hang out with people. As can well. you? I bet you could. You know them TP link things. Yeah. Hmm. Seeing as we've got an Ethernet that comes out of the wall, would, yeah, that, yeah. would that work? Yeah. Just put that in there and you just got Wi Fi. Because yeah. it, is, it is kind of. Uh... We'll do that next time. I feel like we're greasing the groove on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we're, ju- we're, just, we're just learning about this podcast.